0: Our scripture lesson this morning is found in Isaiah 43, verses 18 through 21. But before I read that, please pray with me. Almighty God, give us ears to hear your story in these words of scripture. Give us eyes to see your story in the face of those that surround us. And give us faith enough that by your grace, we might see you at work. We might be your hands and feet. Amen. Isaiah forty three eighteen through 21. Do not remember the former things or consider the things of old. I am about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The wild animals will honor me, the jackal and the ostriches. For I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert to give drink to my chosen people, the people whom I formed for myself, so that they might declare my praise. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The people of God are in exile in Babylon. They're not home, but rather scattered in a foreign land. They are desperately longing for home. And to help with that heartache, they're remembering. They're remembering the way that God has worked in their history before. They're remembering the way that God has brought them home in the past. They remember the story of Exodus and how God delivered them from the heartache, delivered them to a place of promise. They're remembering how God delivered them from Egypt, a time when God brought them out of a foreign land. And in their remembering, it's almost as if we can hear their hearts saying, if God could do that then, surely God is going to do it now. The children of God are in exile, separated from the ones they love. Exile, far from home. I feel like this morning's text might resonate with us a little bit too, as children of God. Although I'm grateful I still get to sleep in my home, these past seven months have felt a bit like exile separated from friends and family because of the need to social distance. I felt a sense of emotional exile removed from our sanctuary and not gathering in person for worship has felt for many of us a bit like a spiritual exile. And no longer getting to shake hands or hug, well, I know for some of the frozen chosen, this is an answer to prayer, but for many of us, it may feel like we're physically in exile. And to the children of God in exile, a message comes. And that message comes rather starkly do not remember, don't consider the old ways. Seriously? I need this salve while I wait, God. I need to long for normal. I need to remember the way it used to be. I need to remember how it was back then. This message, do not remember, hits me in the gut because if you know me at all, you know that I love stories from our memory. I grew up in a family that often told our stories of origin, so much so that I knew the story of how my parents met and fell in love before I knew how to write in cursive. And I think remembering can be a holy and a sacred act. I think it's one of the most powerful ways to grieve and to deal with hard times. So, why in the world? In the midst of exile, in the midst of grief and hardship, would God say, Do not remember? Have you ever met someone who seems stuck in the past? Someone who seems to value tradition so highly, you know, that person who thinks about the way things have always been done that they can't see new possibilities in front of them. You know, that person who says, but that's the way we've always done it. You see, God doesn't say, forget the past. God is saying, rather, that we are not to remember. This isn't an indictment on remembering our history, or on nostalgia. But rather, being stuck in remembering is keeping us from looking ahead. You need to look ahead instead of looking back. Because if you keep looking back, you're going to miss something. Something really good. At the beginning of September, Netflix released a new space series called Away. It stars Hilary Swank as the Commander Emma Green. A team of five international representatives are being sent on a three-year mission to see if life is sustainable on Mars. But like any good Netflix series, what's a mission to Mars without a little drama? Each of the astronauts have their own baggage. People they're trying to impress back home. Family members they've had to leave behind. Lies they've told to make it on the crew. However, some of them handle it better than others. Commander Green struggles immensely with leaving behind her husband and teenage daughter because her husband has been hospitalized due to a stroke right before they take off. After a series of misfires and complications, most of the team begins to doubt her leadership. At this point, Commander Green and a Chinese astronaut, Liu Wang, have a powerful interaction. Commander Green asks, how do you do it? How do you cope? I mean, you have a little boy down there and a woman you love that you can't even talk to anymore. Yet you always seem so stalwart. Lou responds, I may seem that way, Emma. If I think about three years without my son, my heart begins to break. And I may never, never get to be with me again. But we're going to be the first human beings to set foot on Mars. I look that way. You're looking the wrong direction, Commander Green. As hard of a truth as it was, Emma needed to hear the message of her crewmate that looking back was keeping her from seeing hope. Looking back was keeping them from being able to move forward. What was ahead offered hope for everyone Even those they had left behind, we are being called as children of God, as a church and a family of faith, to look ahead so that we can experience hope for all creation. So, what kind of new thing is God doing? Well, I don't know exactly. But the hints that the Lord gives makes it clear it's going to flip what we know on its head. You see, the children of God who are scattered in Babylon have been focusing on that Exodus story in the past. They keep retelling the story. You know it. Moses and the Israelites are leaving Egypt and Pharaoh changes his mind and sends the army after them. They come to the Red Sea and it seems that all hope is lost. They wonder if God has failed them. It seems they are doomed to return to a life of slavery in Egypt. And as their hope begins to fade, God does this incredible thing and parts the waters, allowing them to walk on dry land. So let's flip that. I am about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. God's children in Babylon are focused on the water's parting. While God is saying, I want to make a way on dry land. I want to work to bring water to the desert. You're looking back there for me to work in that old way. And I want to flip it. I want to do something new. Look forward. As I think of this message from the Lord, I can't help but think of the hope I feel when I hear that often referred to hymn, lift every voice and sing. It's referred to as the Black National Anthem. It's steeped in the idea that our past roots us, but our hope is found in the future God has for us. That first verse says, Lift every voice and sing till earth and heaven ring, ring with the harmonies of liberty. Let our rejoicing rise high as the listening skies, let it resound loud as the rolling seas. Sing a song full of the faith that the dark past has taught us. Sing a song full of the hope that the present has brought us. Facing the rising sun of our new day begun, let us march on till victory is won. God is going to do something new, something we don't expect, something that will bring people home rejoicing, but not like before. God is going to flip it. And if we're stuck looking back, we just might miss it. And so I find myself asking, as we enter this month of October and our stewardship season, what might God want to flip at Faith Presbyterian? How might we be called to look forward to see what's springing up? What are the Red Seas? Those incredible blessings of God in our past that we've been so focused on and perhaps we haven't been able to see the new thing ahead. As we take this moment to prepare, to prayerfully ask God how we individually and corporately are being called to be stewards of our time and talent, I think God is asking us to do it with forward focus, not by aiming to make things better, to make things like they were before the pandemic, not to recreate a ministry from our past that worked really well, but rather to open our eyes to look for God's work in front of us so that we can join in and see this new thing spring forth. By bringing water to the desert, by bringing order to chaos, a path through the wilderness, God is restoring the earth and promising to restore the people to their home. This message of renewal is a promise for us too. I believe that if we are patient and look to see what is springing up around us, God is going to allow us to be a part of the work of restoration for all creation that results in praise of our creator. May this space at 2200 North Meridian Road not be a thing of the past, May it not be simply a reminder of all the good has, God has done previously. But may it, and may we, the church, the body of Christ, be a part of the new thing springing up that brings life and restoration to all creation. Hallelujah. Amen.